हेलो गाइज वेलकम बैक टू माई शो टेक्नोस्तान आई एम योर होस्ट संजीत सो विदाउट वेस्टिंग टाइम लेट्स बिगिन सो आवर फर्स्ट अपडेट इज अबाउट फेसबुक हु इज गोइंग टू पे फिफ्टी टू मिलियन डॉलर इन द सेटलमेंट विद मॉडरेटर्स हु डेवलप पी टी एस डी ऑन द जॉब इन अ लैंडमार्क एक्नोलेजमेंट ऑफ द टोल दैट कॉन्टेंट मॉडरेशन टेक्स ऑन इट्स वर्क Facebook has agreed to pay 52 million dollars to a current and former moderators who compensate them for mental health issues developed on the job. In a prelim in a preliminary settlement filed on Friday in San Mateo Superior Court, the source net the social network agreed to pay damages to American moderators who and provide more counseling to them. while they work each moderator will receive a minimum of 1000 dollar and will be eligible for additional compensation if they are diagnosed with post traumatic stress disorder or related conditions the settlement cover 11250 moderators and lawyers in the case believe that as many as half of them may be eligible for extra pay related to mental health issues we are so pleased that facebook worked with us to create an unprecedented program to help people performing work that was unimaginable even a few years ago said steve williams a lawyer for the plaintiffs in a statement the harm that can be suffered from the work, from this work is real and severe in september 28 2018 former facebook moderator selena scola sued facebook allegedly alleging that she developed ptsd after being placed in a role that required her to regularly view photos and images of rape murder and suicide scola developed symptoms of ptsd after 9 months on the job the complaint which was ultimately joined by several other former facebook moderators working in four states alleged that facebook had failed to provide them with a safe workspace in the settlement facebook also agreed to roll out changes to its content moderator moderation tools designed to reduce the impact of viewing harmful images and videos the tools which include muting audio by default and changing videos to black and white will be rolled out to 80% of moderators by the end of this year and 100% of moderators by 2021 moderators who view graphic and disturbing content on a daily basis will also get access to weekly one-on-one coaching sessions with a licensed mental health professional Workers who are experiencing a mental health crisis will get access to a licensed counselor within 24 hours and Facebook will also make monthly group therapy sessions available to moderators. The preliminary settlement cover moderator working in California, Arizona, Texas and Florida from 2015 until now. Members of the class will now have time to comment on the proposed settlement and request changes before it receives final approval from a judge that is expected to happen by the end of this year members of the class will now have some time to comment on the proposed settlement and request changes before it receives final approval from 
a judge. That is expected to happen by the end of this year. Lawyer involved in the case said, We are grateful to the people who do this important work to make Facebook a safe environment for everyone. Facebook said in a statement, We are committed to providing them additional support through this settlement and in the future. So, if you are someone who is working on Facebook and going through PTSD, then it's a good news for you guys. Hence, uh, let's move forward to our second update. The novel coronavirus has brought the shared scooter and bike business to the brink of financial collapse. Demand has evaporated and analysis of credit card data by the New York Times found that spending on scooter rental had fallen the most of all transportation modes by nearly 100%. Companies are laying off employees and mass and their previously sky-high valuations have been almost wiped out. Rather than basking in the sun and delighting in the reduced car traffic, scooter industry is looking at end times. Scooter companies are losing so much money right now, said Courtney Ehrlichman, former deputy executive director of Carnegie Mellon University's Mobility Research Institute. They are just trying to hold their pants on. I don't see them being really strategic. And who's gonna throw money in to do that right now? There are more early signs that said mobility could survive the crisis, even come out looking better than before. One of those, it's always darkest before dawn kind of things. But before that happens, scooter industry is a whole need, whole will need to shrink as it already was doing before COVID-19 and a lot of people will probably lose their jobs. Many already have Bird and Lime, the two biggest companies in terms of fleet size and valuation both just went through mass layoffs in recent weeks, eliminating around 580 full-time positions. Most recently, Uber offloaded its shared bike and scooter business Jump on Lime as part of an investment that would see Lime's valuation drop by nearly 80%. Most of Jump's 400 plus employees are recently are reportedly on the chopping block. Globally, the scooter and bike industry had said over 1000 full-time jobs in the past few months according to online tracker layoffs.com. FYI. Unsurprisingly, there aren't any cities that currently fund micro-mobility. Even New York City's enormously successful city bike program, which is owned by Lyft, operates without a dime of public funding. But there are early signs that some cities may be willing to underwrite scooter sharing in order to stave off their disappearances. Cities like Denver, Tampa, and San Francisco have classified e-scooter businesses as essential, and and Portland, which has said it will open up 100 miles of street space, is offering incentives to keep e-scooter sharing in operation. The city announced a unique deal with Spine, in which Portland would temporarily waive daily scooter fees of $0.20 
per scooter as 0.25 dollar per trip in exchange for fines reducing the cost of a ride by 50%. Lyft has a successful model for bike share exclusive long-term contract with cities no direct public funding corporate sponsorships to help defray costs but as but has yet to replicate that for its scooter business the ride hailing company shut down its scooter operations in six cities last year and laid off 20 workers from its scooter division seen flood ceo of shared micro mobility company gotcha said scooter companies shouldn't be afraid to cut a deal with city officials gotcha while not as well as known as as well known as bird and lime has carved out a business by mostly focusing on universities and college campuses company which operate operates small fleets of bikes and scooters in cities like baton rock louisiana and mobile Alabama has seen riderships and revenue increase in recent weeks thanks to these pre-existing partnerships subsidies in addition to corporate sponsors and to corporate sponsorship deals with have to be in the mix in the future flood said shared mobility historically as a system has not subsidized but why not subsidize it he said it's not a bad word if you are a worker in a scooter company or an owner of one then hard days are coming for you guys so be prepared so now moving forward to our uh, third topic so third topic is about uh, upcoming galaxy fold 2 so just yesterday we got a wind of new upcoming galaxy fold model with a chipset price tag among all foldable phones out there now according to industry insider ross young this phone is expected to be called the young the galaxy fold special edition young says that the new phone is an attempt by samsung to get rid of its original galaxy fold inventory before the launch of fold 2 it will apparently go on sale in july and will have a limited run of around 55,000 units worldwide in terms of design Young claims it should look just like Galaxy Fold. To clear out Galaxy Fold 1 inventory before Galaxy Fold 2 is launched, Samsung will announce the Galaxy Fold Special Edition in July at a price around $1,099. Quantities will be limited to 55k worldwide. It should look just like Galaxy Fold 1. Great price. According to reliable leaker Max Winbarge, the Samsung Galaxy Fold Lite could be a hodgepodge mixture of parts from the past two years. It would cut some corners to keep the device from getting too expensive, but interesting, interestingly, would also be better than the original Galaxy Fold in a few ways. There will be no UTG, and uh, the display will be smaller on outside compared to Galaxy Fold. It will come with Snapdragon 865 with storage of 256GB. There will be uh, no 5G connectivity, LTE only. Construction will be aluminium and glass. Colors will be mirror black and mirror purple. Price, expected price will be 
$1,099 availability will be worldwide. So the two most interesting aspects of these rumor specs for the Samsung Galaxy Fold Lite are the lack of UTG ultra thin glass on the display and the inclusion of the Qualcomm Snapdragon 865 processor. As far as the Snapdragon 865 processor goes, it's an interesting choice to include this for two reasons. The first is that Galaxy Fold and the Galaxy Z Flip both have on paper weaker processors than the Galaxy Fold Lite is rumored to have. The second is that Snapdragon 865 is at its core 5G capable meaning that Samsung could actually be manually preventing Galaxy Fold Lite for connecting 5G networks. In, order, in other words, in other words, it would be less work for Samsung to just let the full light to use 5G because that would make device more seem more premium so that's likely why Samsung would do that. Either, either way, the $1099 asking price for a phone like this is really cool would be make it the cheapest foldable from a major manufacturer yet and a solid option for people thinking about buying other semi flagships such as Galaxy S20 or upcoming Galaxy Note 20. How many of you are waiting for the upcoming Galaxy Fold 2? Share your thoughts with us. So now let's move to our fourth and the last update which is about Sony. Sony says that the PlayStation 5 is on track for launch in this holiday season. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic, the company made the announcement as part of its fiscal 2019-year earnings release today, where it also reported 14% lower gaming revenue year-on-year. Sony put the decline down to lower hardware and software sales, highlighting the importance of the upcoming PS5. PS4 has now topped 110 million units sold worldwide. Regarding the launch of PlayStation 5, although factors such as employees working from home and restrictions on international travel have presented some challenges in regards to part of the testing process and the qualification of production lines, development in progress with the launch of the console schedule for the 2020 holiday season, Sony says it is. Sony says in its report, at, the, at this point in the mid time, major problems have not arisen in the game software development pipelines for Sony's own first-party studios or its partners' studios. Microsoft has said that its competing Xbox Series X console is also still set for a holiday launch, though Xbox chief Phil Spencer hope though xbox chief phil spencer warned that software development could still be disrupted so microsoft's cross-generational strategy however means that there won't be any series x exclusive titles in the short term anyway so the question of a traditional launch lineup may be or less concern than normal sony on the other hand is likely to prioritize at least some exclusive ps5 games to promote sales 
of the new console. The company just announced new PlayStation Studios branding for its first party titles which were perhaps the biggest selling point for the PS4. The PS5 itself is still somewhat of an unknown quantity. Sony has revealed the specs, logo and controller but hasn't shown off the console's design or any next-gen games. So guys, your thoughts about our tech updates. See you guys tomorrow. Ta-da!